everybody, it's Joe Parafarm of the Ladies Working Dog Group. Are you feeling stuck with your gun dog training? Trust me, you're not alone and that's exactly why you need to be here. Every week, we're bringing you the best tips and hacks to make training your gun dog easy peasy. We'll keep it straightforward, no fuss, just actionable guidance that you can put straight to use. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Founded Fetched It. My name is Joe Parrott and I'm the founder of the Ladies Working Dog Group. This week, for our podcast, we thought we'd do something slightly different. Last week, on our Facebook page, we did five live video trainings. People who joined us for them really, really enjoyed them. So we thought we'd do something a little bit different this week. We've pulled the audio off those videos and put them here for you to enjoy. In between each video, you'll hear a small pause, a little bit of silence, and then the next one will start. We really hope you enjoy them, and we shall speak to you all next week. I've just done this like cool conversation um, where I thought I was on Facebook and Instagram. I wasn't on Facebook at all, and on Instagram I was just a blurry square. So I can't do anything about that, but I'll go through it again. In some ways, it's like calmed my nerves about going live in front of you all, and hopefully now you can all see me. Yes, Charlotte just told me I'm now live, so I feel a little better. Okay, so let's start with like saying hello. My name is Joe, I'm the founder of the Ladies Working Dog Group. As you can see, I am not a complete professional in this whole like live video thing, but um, I'm learning as I go along, as we've done everything else in the Ladies Working Dog Group. So, you know me guys, I like to be really open and really, really honest about everything that I go through and share that with you and hopefully you'll resonate with some of you. So if what I'm saying is resonating with you and you're like, yeah, I understand, please put some like likes and loves and stuff like that in the comments, keep me going because slightly flustered, slightly embarrassed that I've done this once to nobody at all, maybe a square on Instagram with 18,000 people. Okay, so what I want to talk about to you about is like, a lot of people know my uh, journey, my story, where I started with gun dogs, but they don't really understand a little bit before that. So I'm going to touch on that really, really quickly, okay? And before my gun dogs, in 2010, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Lots of you already know that. And it, I had a huge operation, and then it grew back. And between then and 2015, when I first went out with my gun dog, um, I lost myself. I didn't even just lose myself. The old Joe had gone, right? So instead of the old Joe that I already knew, like, 2010 and beyond, like backwards, um, there was this new Joe, and every time I went out to the house, I had to pretend to be the old Joe. So I would go out and I'd have to put on almost like a performance. I would have to pretend to be Joe, really, really confident, really, really happy, a bit like the Joe you see now, but there was lots of internal things that were slightly different. Um, and it was exhausting. It was like being on stage, a bit like it is with you guys now. Everything had to be like over animated. I had to work a little bit harder just to, to get to fight my nerves and have to be out there doing those things. And to the rest of the world, I looked absolutely normal, whatever that is. For internal, it was kill inside was killing me. So when I used to walk back in the house, I used to be like, oh my god, I could be myself. And as that continued, what happened was being in the house became a far better place than being outdoors. So if you've ever had any sort of mental health issues or anxiety, like perfect love or heart or like or something, let me know that you understand what I'm on about with this, right? Um, so as being in the house became the easier place to be, the more comfortable place to be, I went out less. My family, my husband, my mum, my dad, they all were really worried. They were like, she's not going out, this isn't who she is. She's very like isolated. So I grew up in a small holding. I used to go out with horses with my dad, and my dad was like, you're coming out on an estate with me with the dogs. And I was like, no, I'm not. I have no interest. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you've got to come. So I checked on like the worst clothing, probably not at all appropriate, went out with him thinking, I'm not going to like it, but I'll just do it to, to stop him going on to me because he had a very um, large personality. You weren't going to say no to him. So anyway, I went out, and for the first time in a long time, I was out with his with his trial and dog grace. She made me look epic. I had no clue what was going on. Um, and for the first time in a long time, I could be new Joe, if that makes sense, right? So I could just be me. I could literally watch her work. I could breathe. And for the first time being outside the house, I felt comfortable, shall we say. So I did what most of us do. I was like, I love this. I want my own dog. 
So dad got me a cocker spaniel pup. If I'd known what I know now, it wouldn't have been a cocker spaniel pup, but it was. And to begin with, it was super fun. I took him everywhere. He was great. As he hit like, a little bit older, like I think he was about seven or eight months, he became harder and harder for me to work. I didn't know what I was doing. He didn't know what he was doing, but he thought he knew what he was doing. Um, I was told I had an operation coming up, so January 2017, and I thought, this isn't for me. I'm not going to do this. Um, Sold him to a beater, who, um, to a gamekeeper who absolutely loves him, um, and I thought that's it. But my dad being my dad and my family being my family, they didn't want to see me give up something that it looked like I was enjoying. So basically, what they said to me is, oh, well, dad said to me, take Jess. So Jess was a bit chad in his canals. She got on with dad, but she didn't really love dad. He wasn't super bonded with her. Take Jess, she'll be great. Took in the house, me and her fell in love. We did fall in love, and we did everything together. She gave me confidence because she sort of knew the, the, the game. And as my confidence grew, my skills levels grew. And as all this was going on, alongside, there was this little Facebook group called the Ladies Working Dog Group that was growing alongside it. And inside, they were the most amazing women. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. These women were like helping each other, supporting each other, being so kind to each other, being so kind to me. It, there was no such thing as a stupid question. We were all thriving off each other's energy. And whilst all this was going on and life was going great, there was part of me that was getting more and more angry. And part of me that was getting more and more angry was at the dog training industry. Now, let me say this as a, like a caveat. Not all the dog training industry. Some of the dog training industry, some of the dog trainers, some of the gun dog trainers, especially the ones we work with, are incredibly good, incredibly wonderful people, right? But there was a lot. And you guys know them. And again, put some likes, some love, some angry faces, wherever you want. There were people out there who were crucifying new people into the sport they were going for some dog training they were giving them a boost that the dog was too much for them that they should know what they were doing and instead of building their skill level and building their self-confidence they were trying to build their skill cam skill level and smashing their self-confidence apart and i was getting more and more angry and more and more frustrated because i was thinking you're not doing what these people need you to do you're not doing what dad has done for me which is keep going keep going you can do this keep going because right at the beginning you guys know i know it's friggin hard and it's not like a little bit hard it's like a proper load of hard because two of you don't know what's meant to be going on you or your pup or your dog so watching all those women having like a really joyful experience was really frustrated me i was getting more and more frustrated um and I was seeing men and women. It wasn't just the women in my group. I was seeing men getting like, almost like being attacked and I didn't like it. And I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something that had a huge impact on the whole industry. Not just for my ladies, not for just the people I know, not just the people who are listening on this, but for everyone. Um, so on the December the 6th, I'm going to be sharing a masterclass. Like you've probably seen some links to it. If you haven't, like just literally pop the word frazzles in the comments and we'll send you the link to it. And this, this like, um, it's a free webinar. This masterclass is all about how to go from being really frazzled, like we all know what that feels, to being really focused. And I'm going to do it in less than 30 minutes. And I'm going to talk at this speed because I'm Welsh and I can do that. Um, but the, this is who the webinar's for, for, right? So if it's this you, like you really want to succeed in your dog training, but once you're learning your skills, you need help with your self-confidence. You need help knowing you can do this. You need help for not walking away from this, right? Um, and the webinar is going to cover from how you get from where you are now to, to that point. The point you were on, you all want to go. You all are dog trainers. You might not have the label of professional dog trainer because you're just training your dog. And that's absolutely fine. But if you want to get to a point where you're like looking at your dog and thinking, I did that. I did that and I'm proud of myself for doing that and we've worked through all the problems, we've worked all, all through all the, the difficulties and I'm here, just pop the frazzled in, get on the webinar, we're going to go through some amazing stuff with you. So, those who were listening to me say all this on Instagram 15 minutes ago, if you are listening or if you're on Instagram, if you go find that live where there is none of my face, you can write frazzled in the comments, I'll automatically send you the link. If you're on Facebook, which I hope you all are now and you're all listening to me, if you're commenting frazzled, I will manually go through them because I'm not tech savvy enough, as you've all just seen, to get it to automatically work. And I will literally send you all the link for it, okay? Um, it's going to be fab. It's going to be fun. It's not going to take up a lot of time. And the, the reality of it is, I think at the end of it, you'll be like, 
I'm so pleased that I went on that webinar. I'm so pleased I listened to that one thing that's just going to help me to, to move forward and not give up in 2024 because I really don't want that for you guys. I really, really want you to have what I had, which is that voice. And that voice now, my dad's not here, he passed away in 2019. That voice has to be inside me now. I have to be my biggest cheerleader and I want you guys to learn how to be your biggest cheerleaders because it doesn't matter then if nobody around you is doing what you're doing you can keep yourself going so I hope you've enjoyed my very quick very fast very Welsh um, live I'm going to stop it now and hopefully I shall speak to you all we're doing these lives every night I'm going to cover other bits of the topics like other bits of like my journey each night 8 p.m on here it will be on time I promise because now I know what I'm doing I know how to knock it on um and I shall speak to you all have a lovely evening and um I shall see you all very soon gentlemen hope you were all well hope you've had a fantastic day my name is Joe Parrott I'm the founder of the ladies working dog group hopefully today I've managed to go live correctly in the business page and hopefully I'm talking to people on Instagram as well Instagram people you're a little bit below the Facebook camera so I'm going to try and flick back and forth okay and I hope that's not too distracting for everybody uh, so as I said I'm Joe the founder of the ladies working dog group and I wanted to talk to you all tonight about the overwhelm some of us feel when we're first starting out and that might be first starting out like first day first week but it could be like first year first couple of years okay um i can remember what it was like right at the beginning the feelings of overwhelm were massive i was consistently thinking i can't do this i can't do this i don't know uh, how i am meant to control um guide an animal that is 10 yards from me 100 yards from me when it isn't clear to me what it is i'm meant to be doing myself and it was incredibly frightening letting the dog off the lead was incredibly frightening being in open spaces because you're thinking what if this isn't right what if my dog doesn't respond to what i say and it was that sense of panic i suppose like i've got three children i say children they're 14 they're 18 and 23 now so they're not young but i can remember what they were like as youngsters when you're like are they going to come back to me and that was in some ways a little bit easier because you were in control environments like supermarkets or whatever but with an animal that animal sometimes doesn't have that connection with you where it feels the same need to come back as maybe a toddler does so you don't know what you don't know and this is something that we tell our group all the time and when you start out a lot of that overwhelm comes from that place you don't know what you are meant to be doing and therefore you constantly feel lost at sea for want of a better word it is incredibly common to feel completely lost completely overwhelmed completely out of your depth and it's perfectly normal to not feel like you're making progress with your dog you just like look around you and you think oh so and so got the dog at the same time look at that dog or you see somebody on social media like social media is great for it isn't it i think making you feel completely incapable with your own animal because you see these little dogs doing massive things are like six months things like that and you're just like wow i am so behind the curve here but the reality of it is We've got a podcast on this, Found It Fetched. If you go on to there, you'll find an episode, I think it's number four, called The Working Dog Age Race. Everybody feeling there's a big rush to get that sort of point where the dog is responding perfectly to your cues. And we're all in such a big, massive rush to get there that in doing so, A, we don't enjoy the journey, but B, we, we miss out some really important steps along the way. The feelings that we have don't reflect our lack of ability, okay? Though we feel like it does, it's part of the learning curve, it's part of the learning journey. My dad used to say to me all the time, two minds working as one. We used to say when we were horses, two minds working as one and the one on top is the idiot. And I, I used to laugh and joke with him, but that is what he was trying to get across to me, I suppose. And it's the same with dogs as it is with horses. There's two of you trying to connect together to work towards a common goal, a common command, a common cue. Our emotions play a massive part in completely making or breaking that journey so if we are feeling constantly overwhelmed constantly flustered feeling like we don't know what we're doing we tend to pass that on to our dogs a little bit they're incredibly sensitive to our emotions and one of the questions is probably always worth asking yourself is is what's happening with my dog being caused by the feelings i'm having right now and a lot of times it can be 
the dog can sense you're nervous, the dog can sense you're concerned, all those different things, you're passing that all down through the lead, through your behavior, through your body cues, and you can either make the dog switch off to you or start worrying and getting nervous around you. And that's really important to think about. So recognizing and identifying that your emotions are affecting your dog is a huge part in the journey, but it's also a great place to start as well, because your emotions are gonna have a huge different uh, reaction on your body, I'm sorry, on your dog's responses. You're working towards a deep emotional bond with your dog, okay? And getting that um, level of being in tune with one another does mean that you're gonna pick up on one another's behavior. It does mean you're gonna pick up on one another's body cues, you know. As you get to know your dog more, you will be able to notice sometimes before they do something, what it is they're gonna do. So like, give me some loves, give me some hearts. If you know, or you felt that you've been out with your dog, they've looked at you and you've thought, hmm, it's gonna break you. And you know, you can feel it before it's actually happened. Like, you, it's, it's such like a, it's lovely when it happens, even though it probably panics you at the time because you think, oh my God, my dog's going to break and run in on, on something or he's not going to do something. But think about what is going on there. That's the level of tuning into one another you're getting. So whilst it's frustrating they've done that, it does show that you're at least getting to the point when you know what's going on with your dog. Um, and what tends to happen is we get anxious and frustrated and get really impatient. And those are the feelings then that really set us up for failure you know sometimes before the dog's done anything wrong we've set the, the session up for failure because we are acting in a way that's going to affect the dog's behavior and it's not conducive to a learning environment for one of you to be incredibly wound the other dog you know the dog picks up on it the dog gets wound you get more wound and it's like a vicious circle that's never going to end there are some sort of like common myths that gun dogs need you to be strict and authoritative and be that way with them and as far as i've seen and as far as our group talk about and as far as most people who do really well when they talk about their dogs that isn't what you need that's almost the the behaviors that cause that anxiety in the dog you don't want a fearful dog you want a dog that wants to work with you that wants to be engaged with you like you you know you know what i'm talking about here you want a dog that you see out with people where the dog they just they're just so much in tune and it looks and it feels absolutely fabulous so positive effects from calmness, from confidence, they are the emotions that you want to get across to your dog. And you sort of see it all the time if you're saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't lead your dog. Well, yeah, in some ways you should lead your dog because a leader instills calmness and confidence in those under them. It doesn't mean bully your dog, it means help and guide your dog. And I think that's something that we need to work with so the dog can look to us and say, what's next? And we can easily and clearly tell them what that's going to be. Each gun dog is absolutely unique, okay? We say in our group all the time, you hear our experts saying it all the time, train the dog in front of you. It doesn't matter what that dog is, what breed that dog is, what it should behave like, work with what's in front of you because that way you make sure that you train the dog in the perfect way for that dog. Does that make sense? I hope that does. And it's with patience and consistency and positive reinforcement that we help our dogs to move forward. But patience, patience and consistency comes from us being in control of our emotions before we try to go there with the dog. So it's important to maintain our composure, taking deep breaths. Like even there's something as simple as like counting to seven as you breathe in, counting to 11 as you breathe out, you know, just calm yourself down a little bit. And if you are getting wound up and frustrated, Popping your dog on the lead for a five minute sit is actually training in itself. The dog's learning to sit calmly while you control and compose yourselves, okay? So don't think, oh my God, I'm, I'm, you know, this is bad, I've got to put them back on the lead, I have to stop them in it. It's good, it's all training. Your dog is always learning. So some simple strategies to help you to get some clarity and move forward with your dog and get away from this like being lost and being confused plan your sessions okay now that doesn't mean you know you have to get out like an entire like notebook and write, write tons and tons of stuff just plan it out we've got a thing we call the quick plan quick plan pad and you just write down what you're going to do your cues your distractions your distances um and stuff like that your durations and we write it all out and just go out and do it okay it can just be a piece of paper just plan it out so a little bit of what you're going to do where you're going to do it so when you get to the field you're not like oh what shall i do now what shall i do now and like give me some like laughy hearts or thumbs up or likes or or even just comment in the in, you know in the comments 
do you know you know what it feels like when you get to the field and you're a little bit like what am i doing like you do one or two things and you're like mind blank like what am i going to do next and there's thousands of things we could do next but because we haven't given ourselves a simple plan we have nothing to to follow use a training journal to track progress so when you get back from from the field just like sit down and write down what happened like what went well like it's an easy thing to do what went well what didn't go so well if you're using the pad you've probably given some stars like two out of five or five out of five and that's giving you a feeling when you get back like oh the dog's like nailing that the dog's got this test or you might be like oh actually that really needs some work and that can then help you on your next session Stick to one word's commands for simplicity. Now, I am, I hold my hands up, and like the, the ladies in our group will tell you, I'm an over-talker. I like to literally have conversations with my dogs. Sometimes when I train with people, they're like, stop the conversations. And I'm like, okay, I will stop it. But I'm a very chatty Cathy, as you can tell from like this. But make it easy. Try not to be like over-bombarding the words, the dogs with words simple clear and be clear in your own head what they're going to be like there's nothing worse and i've done it as well we like sit stay stop like you're just like barking a thousand different cues one after another and hope that something will stick and the reality is that's not the what the dog needs from you he needs one simple cue so they can follow it or not follow it and you can sort it out from there um pay attention to your tone your body language and your facial expressions you know I think our dogs can definitely, without doubt, read one mood we're in. Even if it's not a mood that we're in with the dog, you can be frustrated walking in from work and the dog will like, look at you, and you, you sort of feel like they, that connection again, like they know that you're not you, you're not calm, you're not happy, things like that. So think about what your body tone is telling them. If you're looking angry, why would the dog come back to you? You know, where is that calmness? Where is the confidence? Where is that patience that will encourage the dog to want to be with you and spend time with you? Celebrate your small achievements. Like, we're all pushing, pushing, pushing for this perfect gun dog. There is no perfect gun dog. Even the best gun dogs run by the best trialers. If you talk to them, there were times that that didn't go exactly to plan. And that's okay because you are both two different creatures. You both have minds, you both have thoughts, you both have emotions. And it's not always going to be both of you working together. We're all allowed a bad day, the dog included. So celebrate the small achievements. If he's done something great today, you know, be really, really pleased that. Be really pleased. Celebrate it for yourself and celebrate it for the dog. Like you taught the dog that. So take a moment to think, actually, I am proud of myself for this right now. And like pop some like hearts or loves or comments or anything in and say, you know, how are you? Tell me actually in words. How do you respond when your dog does well? You're like, oh, good dog. But do you ever stop for a moment and say, good training on my behalf i did good at this and i should be proud of myself for this because as we build in the dog's confidence we also need to build our own confidence too and that's something i don't think we do a lot of it's one of the things i see the weakest thing in our group i suppose is women not taking the time to be proud or recognize their own achievements with their dogs um maintain regular short consistent sessions okay so that doesn't mean you have to be up in the field every single day for an hour doing drills that's not what this is about you know but just maintain regular stuff and like again go and listen to our podcast one of the things i think one of the experts feed back to us all the time is is we can sometimes have tend of our all or nothing attitude flat out training not training at all you know, and then we, we feel guilt and, and anger when we don't train because we're frustrated with ourselves. We're very good at beating ourselves up for that. But um, we don't, like, find this middle ground. And this middle ground isn't about you being, like, always on it, always outside. It could be, like, making your dog sit while you, like, follow the care. It could be he work around the house. It could be a recall from a different part of the house. Different things like that. Little things you can build into your day rather than sometimes trying to find time in your day to go out and train. So I hope that makes sense as well. And remind yourselves, you are not alone. Like if you look how many people are listening to this right now, whether you're like on Instagram or whether you're on Facebook, have a look at how many other people are watching. You're not alone in this journey. You might not know these people, but we're all going through this together, okay? Um, be around people who encourage you to keep on going. So I hope that's been really helpful to you today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Tomorrow I'm going to be back at 8 o'clock with another live. We're going to be discussing stuff again. Um, hopefully most of you joined in with us last night and you enjoyed my craziness yesterday because I was a little bit late to the party. Had to do it twice. You'll have to go back and watch if you didn't. Um, but literally, please join into our um, 
webinar on the 6th of December. It's called From Frazzle to Focus uh, for Trainer. There should be a link. I think I mastered it now on Facebook. There is a link at the top of the comment section. It's pinned there. So you can just use that link or it should be after this call, I'll put it into the description for this um, live. There'll be a link. Just go along, register. It's a totally free webinar, 30 minutes of training that is going to help you like really make a plan, three-step method to get from being really, really frazzled to really, really focused, okay? Um, and do it as fast as you can. Make sure you do it. Like Try to do it tonight because the reality of it is by tomorrow, I don't know what your life is like. In fact, probably within the hour, something will come up. I would have started watching something and I forgot something. How many times do we do that? And we're like, oh, I meant to do that. Oh, I meant to do this. And before we've missed it, the opportunity has come and gone. So register as soon as you possibly can. Um, and thank you for listening to me. I've like really, really enjoyed it. It's been really like a big step for me when we talk about like taking ourselves out of our comfort zones. I talk all the time to our members within the LWDG. I absolutely love it. We we coach twice a month. It's absolutely fab. In fact, I'm like really, really engaged with it all. But for me, that's been my comfort zone for quite a while now. So coming out here talking on like my business page has been like a big step out. Um, and my team member my team are my members they've been there helping me and supporting me with that and we are here to help you and support you with your gun dog so hopefully you found that incredibly helpful um, i'm going to close this down now on instagram and then on facebook thank you very very much for your time i hope to see you all next week at uh, next week tomorrow at eight. Oh, and if you're in instagram and you're listening if you write frazzled in the comments that's all you've got to do is easy peasy we auto send you the link so that you make sure that you get straight to your messages simple simple way to do it okay you don't have to go searching for a link just write the word frazzled and we'll go from there so i'm going to end it on uh, facebook now thank you all for a lovely evening and i'll see you all tomorrow eight o'clock good night Good night, Facebook. Good night, Instagram. Good evening, everyone. I hope everyone is well. Hopefully, I am live on Facebook and I am live on Instagram. If you see me looking back and forth, I'm, I'm just making sure I try to give you all eye contact. I watched last night and I realized I was very much like looking very much at Facebook and ignoring people on Instagram. So I'm very, very sorry for that. So welcome. It's lovely to see you all. Hello, Cocker Spaniels. And how, hello, Ruths, anyway. Um, I can see quite a lot of what's going on on Instagram because it's very, very interactive. I don't see as much on Facebook, but welcome to everybody if you are here. If you've been on like day one or day two or both, can you just drop it in the comments like day one or day two or both, whichever one you've been on so that I can get a bit of an idea how many of you have seen the two previous lives to know where we're going with this. So, my name is Joe Parrott, I'm the founder of the Ladies Working Dog Group. I'll say that every evening, not because I think you've all forgotten, but because obviously there's lots of new people joining us all the time. Um, so, I want to talk tonight about something you can do that makes gun dog training a breeze. Now, you're probably thinking, there's nothing you can do, Joanne, that makes gun dog training a breeze. But let me tell you a little bit of a story, and then I'll get to the point of where I want to get to with this about how you can make it easier for yourselves, okay? Because I see all the ladies in our group, I talk to lots of people, and a lot of stuff that you have issues with is not created by yourself, but it's inadvertently getting you to a very upset situation when it doesn't need to. So let me start um, in a bit of a sad story. So in 2019, um, some of you may know, my dad passed away from cancer. And in the months leading up to his death, it was a horrific time and for any family who's been through anything like it and lost somebody they loved you know how horrible it is it's horrific okay um but we always we had these dogs now ella my uh, my spaniel had been born in um uh, end of 2018 so she was a baby so here she is she's new she's a pup i bred her i love her to death she's fabulous she's living in the house with her mum. it's all great and then this whole thing hits us with dad and it happened like that he went downhill quite quickly. So he was spending a lot of time going back and forth to the hospital. I was leaving the dogs for a lot of time. The family was leaving the dogs for a lot of time. So Ella and Jess went out into the kennels. They'd been back and forth there, so it's nothing new to them. But it got to a point where instead of me training for hours like I've been doing for, with my dad for years, it became a point where the dogs were fed, the dogs were watered, the dogs were cleaned out, and then they were put back in. It was like it was like 
we were doing our best to keep them alive and that was like the the most we could do and i you know put like a, a yes or a like or a comment or something or, or an understanding if you know what i'm on about right your life is so so busy with whatever you've got going on that you really don't have time to give the dogs the the time they deserve and you feel so guilty you feel guilty if you're not where you're meant to be you're guilty if you're not with the dogs it's a horrific place to be so anyway Ella's sort of there dad passes um in the october 2019 and I tried to get myself slowly back to the point of of normality, whatever that looks like. And, and normality doesn't exist at this point for me. So the dogs, uh, Ella and Jess, come back in the house. And I realise in the time that she has been up there, Ella has become very much an independent thinking dog. So her bond with me has broken completely. Jess is still there. She's an older dog. She understands the game. She's very, very calm. She was brought up in kennel so her being in and out of that didn't bother her but to ella i don't exist her mom is her world i am there i am not important to her so ella's really really sharp she picks things up really really quickly but there were certain things she couldn't do and one of those things was heel work if i took her off the lead she'd fly away from me like she'd run off with the other dogs with her brother because my dad had kept her brother um and I, whatever I did, I just couldn't get her to walk on off lead, right? And on a lead, she would take us up to the end of the lead and she would literally strangle herself. She would make the most horrific noises. And so if I put her on the lead, I feel guilty and I had all this other stuff going on as well. And if I took her off the lead, she was gone. And I tried everything. I talked to the experts and I was going through things and I was thinking, this dog is never going to get it. Like, what is I'm doing wrong? That was added to my guilt and my upset and dealing with everything else that was going on. I was so completely frustrated by it all, right? So at some point I realized that this was going to be a long-term journey with Ella on this. And I literally thought my only answer to this is to go back to basics. Like when she was a puppy, what would I have done? And the reality of it is, it was hours and hours and hours of the endless, most boring heel work. Now, put a thumbs up, put a, I agree, if you hate heel work or training for heel work, it's horrible, it's boring you know once the dog's got it, it's great it's wonderful the one on the on the journey is horrific right um so we just went back to basics and we just said in really easy uninteresting environments doing loads and loads of heel work and it has taken so that's 2019 2023 we are now it has taken me that long to get a dog to a point where I am 90% happy. I can walk pretty much up the mountains and things like that. She, she'll stay around me off, heel, off lead. She still doesn't really love if I put a slip lead, she'll choke herself. If I take her onto a collar and lead, she'll, she'll pretty much walk with me. So slip leads have to go out the window and we have to walk on a collar and lead. Um, it's taken forever. Now I could have given up. So many times I wanted to give up there, right? But the reality of it is we have to have persistence with it. But if we come at it with a sense of persistence of every day is a learning day, every day we get a tiny bit better, and even if it's like one step better, we get better. And if we come through with a positive attitude, it makes us able to cope with what may be, regardless of what your dog is facing, a long long journey so some of you might be sitting there looking at a three-year-old dog thinking it's still not got that it's got that great and it's got that great but that i cannot nail and it's driving you mad and that sort of madness that getting angry and frustrated isn't good for you and it isn't good for the dog we talked about this yesterday the dog can, can pick up on your feelings so you sort of like make a self-perpetuating cycle you expect the dog not to walk on the lead the dog doesn't walk on the lead you get reinforced the idea that the dog won't walk on the lead yeah, all agree with me and you all staying with me this. So I want to talk to you today about how we get over this sort of mental block of frustration and move forward with a, an attitude of perseverance. So let's talk about some of the common hurdles you're probably facing with your dog, okay? Distractions in a new environment. Loads of dogs out the window, there they go. They've gone somewhere new. You've lost them. Inconsistent responses to commands like one day you'll sit, the next day you won't. You know, what's going on with that? Um, fear and anxiety, Place, taking your dog to places and you're just like, why is the dog worried here? What's going on here? Okay, so that might be something that's ongoing. You just you just can't put your finger on how to, to solve that problem for the dog. Um, regression in training, we see this loads of times. Loads of our group talk about it, adolescence. You know, your dog was going really, really well. Hits adolescence. Oh my God, you go like nine miles back. 
overexcitement and hyperactivity. Definitely across the breeds, we've got a podcast coming about the, out about this, okay? About like all the breeds, how they're getting not they're getting more hot-headed, more hyper, and that sort of hyperactivity is hard for us to deal with that sometimes and, and work through that and find a way of working with a dog that gets really, really excited really, really fast. Weather, that gets in our way all the time, and also our, our own learning curve. If you think about it, we don't know what we don't know. We covered that yesterday, and if you're suddenly facing all these things, all this frustration, and you don't know what you're meant to know anyway, it is an, what can feel like an insurmountable hurdle. So resilience in this is about your ability to bounce back, right? Now, a lot of people face these struggles with their dog and they think, I can't bounce back, I can't do this, I can't do this. And they, they make it very specific about you, them and the dog. But if you think back in your head, you just stop for a minute and think of the times you have overcome other hurdles, not dog training hurdles, just hurdles in life. Um, somebody passing away, somebody being ill, losing your job, um, having to move home, loads of different things going on in your life that you've probably found resilience through and worked through. And if you look at it, you're really, really proud of yourself for what you managed to do at that point. Now take that, <clears throat> excuse me, take that strength, that resilience, and let's take that over to our dog training. Because if you can do it in one place, you can do it in another. Because humans, we can generalize, but we tend not to with our dog. We tend not to when we're new to this. We basically say, I can't do this, I can't do this. Well, yes, you can. Put a positive perspective on it. Like literally, Ella could have broke me had I consistently thought about it in a negative way, okay? But I had to keep on looking for the positives in it. Okay, we've managed this today. We've managed this today. Oh, look what we've managed today. How can I do this? I kept on looking as well for different ways, adapting to my dog. So for, for Ella, a collar rather than a slip lead. Looking for different ways that would work for her. Because we tell the group all the time, every dog is different, train the dog in front of you. And in order to train the dog in front of you, you've got to look at them and say, well, this is my dog, and it doesn't matter if it's a spaniel, that doesn't mean it's going to act like a spaniel, and if it's a lab, it doesn't mean it's going to act like a lab. Train what you see in front of you, okay? And it's trial and error for all of you. You've got to find the way to work with your dog, and we can help you with that, and your trainers help you with that, and other people, and your friends, your, your peer group, your tribe, they'll help you with that. But you've got to keep on pushing through this perseverance and positivity, saying, right, let's go again every morning. New day, let's go again. So... I think perseverance is the one thing that if we come into our training and say, whatever happens today, I'm persevering with this. I'm going to make it happen. If I set myself a long-term goal, this is the long-term goal, I'm going to get it. It doesn't matter how many days it takes. It doesn't matter how much it takes to get it. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to be patient and calm through it. That doesn't mean you're never going to get frustrated because we all get frustrated. But just like, shake it off. Like literally, like we talked about it last night, shake it off and then go again, okay? And perseverance is the one thing that will get you through this. Like, for those who succeed, they persevered. So hopefully from tonight, um, I'm going to need to go in a minute because we're going to move on to our Ask Us Anything within our LWDG members group. But if you take one thing from tonight, I want you to take away from the fact that you can do this. You have succeeded before in many other different things in your life. You can do this, okay? So if you agree with me, if you've got it, just literally, I want to hear and see in the, in the comments, I agree, I agree, I can do this. Thank you, I know I can do this. You can do this. And find the tribe around you that's going to help you see that you can do that too. Hopefully, hopefully lots of you have already signed up now. I think there's over 600 odd of you signed up for our... A uh, 30 day, uh, 30 day, 30 minute webinar on the 6th of December, all about go going from a focus to frazzle. Uh, oh my God, my words are everywhere. Frazzle to focus trainer. Hopefully you'll all join us for it. If you haven't got the link yet, the link is at the top of the comments. It's pinned there for you. You should be able to see it at any time. And if you are on um, Facebook, pop frazzle into the comments. Oh my God, I'm ever over this at the end of today, isn't it? That's thinking about the Ask Us Anything. If you're on Facebook, go to the top of the link, the top of the page, and this link is posted. If you are on Instagram, type in frazzled, and it'll automatically send you the link. It'll be far better at doing it than I was in getting those last couple of words out. So I hope you all join up. I hope you all join me for the webinar. Um, Emma, yes, you are absolutely right. We can all do this. Vicky, I hope I can do this. Not I hope I can do it, Vicky. You can do this. You've literally, you guys have got this, right? I have absolute faith in you. 
Hopefully you'll all join me tomorrow, 8 o'clock, for our fourth live. And then we've got one final one on Friday. And then I'll see you all on the 6th of the webinar. If you are one of our members, I will be having a little drink. And then I will be joining you all for Ask Us Anything. See you all later. Thank you very much. And um, good night. Good night, all. Good evening everyone, I hope you are well, I hope you've had a fabulous day. Um, I'm just going live, I hope, perfectly on Facebook and on Instagram. If I'm looking between the two of you like, where is Joe's eyes going, it's because I'm trying to make sure I make con eye contact with you guys on Facebook and obviously on Instagram as well. So, uh, for those of you who have not been on one of my lives this week, my name is Joe Parrott, I'm the founder of the Ladies Working Dog Group. Um, I don't normally do lives on our business page, but I wanted to come on this week and just talk to people about different things. So if you are joining us for the first time, this is going to be one of, well, it's one of five, okay? So I've done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You can go back and watch those. They're on our business page. But you can also um, catch me tonight, of course, and also tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. So tonight we're going to be talking about no time, uh, time to train your gun dog, then do these three things. Now, I can guarantee most of you listening are in the pet in the headspace of how am i going to train my dog and do all the other things i've got to do in life because the reality of it is we are really really busy people aren't we we have so many like titles we can put ourselves against like for example i'm a mum i'm a wife i'm a daughter i'm a sister um i'm a business owner you know i've got all these things that i've got to be like juggling at once okay and if you've like understand what I'm on about, like give me a heart, give me some likes, write something in the comments. I've been loving going through the comments, like after the call, because it's only a short call, but I like to go through and read what you've all written, and then just like answer you and talk to you as well, because obviously this is short, so I can't really get to like answer your specific things, but please feel free to write in the comments, both on Instagram and on Facebook, and I will definitely personally go through and read them all. So there definitely isn't enough time to train our gun dogs effectively, and life's demands and they are demands aren't they they're not like we can choose a lot of things we've got to do some of us have got to go to work some of us have to do responsibilities look after the kids clean the house whatever those responsibilities are we've got to make sure that they come first now the care of our dogs always comes first like making sure they are fed well looked after their health is fine but sometimes training is that one thing that we sort of put from the essential like pocket into the desirable pocket yeah you know what i mean with that it's like okay i'd like to go train today but i've got all these other things and that's why for a lot of um, our members training gets sort of pushed into the weekends when the demands on them as a person are not so high and there's a lot of guilt with that we touched upon this last night the guilt that people feel is like oh that dog hasn't been trained again today that dog hasn't been trained again today and it builds up and it makes you feel quite bad about it so when I started the Ladies Working Dog Group, as I touched on um, on the first day, this was meant to be my way out of the house, if that makes sense. I was like staying in the house all the time when I needed something that got me out and got into the fresh air. And for a lot of the beginning years, that's exactly how it worked out. But as the demands of the Ladies Working Dog Group grew, it sort of had an opposite effect. I spent all day editing videos, doing podcast recordings, all those things. So uh, for people who don't know our organization, there isn't like me in an office with like 20 other people doing it all. There's me. So I do quite a lot of it. We're really, really blessed to have experts that do quite a lot of it. We're really, really lucky to have ladies who help us to do other little bits of it, okay? But when it comes down to like getting things out, getting them out on time, emails, all those types of things, there's me. So I now happily take on quite a lot of pressure but whilst i'm doing all those things and they're taking loads of hours it means that my dogs aren't getting out as much so it is quite a hard balancing act so for me there were some couple of things that i changed especially after they diagnosed my my tumor that i've got currently that i said right i've got to make space i've got to make space in there for me to get out with the dogs for my mental health but also for the dogs to get out for the dogs if that makes sense so First of all, I want you to take on board a couple of things. Not every day is going to be perfect, and that is absolutely okay. Because we tend to go, oh, I've done great, I've done great, I've done bad, and that's the worst. And we really like break ourselves for it. It's the small efforts that your dog needs, and it's the small efforts that you can grow from, okay? So we get this idea in our heads that training has to be like two hours long, focused, 
driven me perfect and that's not the truth at all i know from when dad was alive dad had quite a lot of dogs so each dog if i put together like the time so spent one to one with that dog working that dog's probably about 10 15 minutes did the dog watch and was the dog out while other dogs were running yes of course but the actual one-to-one -one stuff it wasn't that much and his dogs were incredibly well trained and a lot of what we do we need to have self-forgiveness put into it because say for example you think okay well i've only got 10 minutes today and that's all i can do and in those 10 minutes you just do like a few throws a few retrieves a few he work a few directions that you have to Stop building compassion in yourself that that is enough and that is better than nothing we try to go for this like all or nothing mentality perfect or dreadful mentality there is this middle ground i talk a lot loads and loads the experts talk about it all the time this middle ground where you can find balance so here are my three essential tips for this okay short and sweet sessions are absolutely fine now if you look at humans and i know i keep on referring to dogs and humans we're not exactly the same but there are a lot of things that are the same and learning is one of them we as humans can only take in information for about 20 minutes new information and then we need a little bit of time to process our dogs are very very similar they don't need hours and hours they need a little bit time to process a little bit time to process so when you go out and you do like a 10 or 15 minute session you are not letting the dog down in fact you're probably working within its optimum learning window so that's a really really good thing to do and it's also a good thing to do to maybe train for a couple of minutes in the morning train for a couple of minutes at lunchtime if you've got that capability and train a couple of minutes in the evening because it's even better little bits little bits all the time okay Dogs don't have huge attention spans. They very much live in the present, okay? So we were like thinking, oh, well, what did I do yesterday? What am I gonna do tomorrow? Um, what am I gonna do tonight? Dogs don't work like that. They're very much in the moment. They're thinking about the moment. So anything you do in that moment is a bonus for the dog. It's very much quality over quantity, okay? So don't think, oh, if I go out and have an hour session and it's just dreadful and I'm thinking of all the things I should be doing and I'm not really focusing on the dog and I'm, I'm being sloppy with, with my training, that's not as much uh, use to the dog as a quality 10-minute session where you're really, really focused. Now, I know we talked in some of our other videos about how we help our members. We've got the quick plan pad where they can write stuff down and they can just get out there and do it, okay? It's, it's just, it's a, it's a notepad that allows you to set up your entire day and they write them all out and then they go out and do it. And it's absolutely fabulous. Or we've got like a planner. But you don't need those things. If you've got them, great. But if you don't, just get a notepad and say, right, going out for 10 minutes, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then I'm getting back in. And then you are able to leave go of the sense of guilt the dog gets trained which the dog is really really happy with it's mentally worked his brain and then it comes back and it sits in as a little think about it which is absolutely fabulous for the dog and also if you do shorter sessions when needed it gives reduced stress on you and reduced stress on you means reduced stress on the dog because the reality is what we feel our dogs pick up on so if we think well actually i can really easily manage a 15 minute session today i've got time for that you, you go out with a different mindset to if you go out there thinking, oh my God, how am I actually going to fit this in my day? If you go out there with a more balanced mindset, the dog is more balanced for you. So there's other things that we can do to incorporate our training into the day, okay? So we did a, um, 20, I think it was like 28 days of Christmas last year with our members. And each day we put up like one little thing. It was like, go walk past the snowman. It wasn't as simple as that, but they were really, really simple things. And our group thrived on it. And the reason they thrived on it was because it was just little tiny things they could do in their day and then almost tick off. Now, I don't know about you guys, please like put a, like a tick in the, in the comments or a yes, I'm the same. We like ticking things off. I have a to-do list. I love to tick things off on it because it just gives me a sense of accomplishment. So for you guys, if you think, well, actually, I've just got to do a little bit every single day, you can just tick um petra oh the christmas challenge was this it was petra it was absolutely brilliant we have got another thing like that coming up for christmas so our members don't panic we've got something coming up for you um yes helen we are going to repeat the advent training card that's going to be slightly different this time but it's going to be just as good if not better um so yeah to just doing those little things every single day makes a massive difference to your dog because consistency is what makes us I think it's what makes us experts and not experts as in oh if you're consistent for a week you're going to be an expert but consistent training gets us in this pattern this rhythm okay and our memories learn and our behavior learns and we 
we refine our behavior because we've got our leg consistent thing going on all the time you know if you think about something as simple as cleaning your teeth well, it's probably, uh, you know, hard to get you, you, for your mum to get you to do when you were younger. It's like simple now, you just do it. And it's just, you just got to flow with it. It just, it's easy, it's automatic. And that's through consistency. So consistency in anything becomes the same. We all know this with driving. Driving along, you know, you've left one place 20, 20 miles later. You're like, how did I get here? And, you know, we shouldn't really do that. But we do, our body takes over us. And if we do things consistently, we can do that with our dog training and we get the same results. The other thing is as well, it's very easy to be to be precise over short amounts of time. So when you go to the gym and they say like think about your form, think about how you do this, it's very easy when we're out training our dogs to be very thoughtful of our body's behaviour. Uh, you know, how are we acting? What are we doing? Is are we being clear to the dog? And it's easier for us to do that on a short amount of time because for the same as it's hard for the dog to take in anything over 20 minutes same for us so anything when you're asking your body to do something over long long times it gets fatigued it can't do it properly so it's really really important that you have clear objectives go out with them be consistent be consistent in your short sessions and then on the weekend you can suddenly put in an hour or two hours great that's absolutely great but if you can't that's great too because you never set yourself up for the week you never set yourself up to fail by having these big long sessions you release the guilt of yourself and you'll feel so much better. So hopefully now, going forward from tonight, starting tomorrow, just write a few things down on your pad or on your note and just say, right, I'm just going to go out and do those couple of things. Take them off, come back and, and give yourself like a little round of applause. Like, yeah, you did it. Because I guarantee you, you will move forward far faster. You will literally escalate the speed you go forward with tiny tiny sessions so i hope that that makes sense to you um oh my god the 10 minutes is up straight away so it's up before i've even started so hopefully keep going and hopefully these sessions are giving you a bit more of a positive outlook thinking yeah i can actually do this i really want to end this year for you all where you're like yeah i can do this not wait for like new year's 2024 let's have a new year's um resolution and sort of fail at the first hurdle let's start our new year's resolutions when it comes to our dogs now so that we've got like a whole christmas with a whole holiday to get a little bit of consistency going as well and i know what you're all thinking oh my god christmas is frantic me yes it is but if we go into, into christmas thinking right small sessions every single day you can achieve that and then you're not going to feel like that holiday was wasted either um, we've got a podcast coming up tomorrow for all, all of you that listen in. Um, it's with a vet and it's about obesity in our gun dogs. It's really relevant to Christmas because it talks about us giving them lots of treats and stuff. So have a listen to that tomorrow as well. Um, hopefully you have all registered. Please let me know. Like just write registered or no, I need the link or whatever. If you have registered for the free webinar on the 6th of December from frazzled to focus trainer, I'm going to be training with you for 30 minutes. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We're going to cover loads and loads of stuff. And at the end, we've got a little bit of exciting news for you as well, too. Um, right at the very end, and some bonuses that you're not going to want to miss. So try to make sure you're on your live, because people who are on your live will get advantage of the bonuses. Um, and I'll join you all tomorrow, hopefully at 8 o'clock, for our last session. I know on Friday night, a lot of you might be busy again, so don't panic if you don't uh, join me. I'd love for you to join me, but if you don't, the recordings are going to stay on this page, okay? These lives aren't going anywhere. If you are a member, it's already on your dashboard. Go to your dashboard. It says, from frazzle to focus, trainer, and I'm putting them in every single day, and the webinar will go there as well, so you can find them in a, in a heartbeat. If you know one of our members and you, you don't have access to our study hub, they are on this page so that you can access them too. They're not going to be taken away from anywhere. Uh, so I hope that's everything. Any questions, anything that you would like me to sort of mention tomorrow or anything like that, just pop it in. I've got a little bit more time tomorrow. If there's any sort of questions and answers that you've got from the week, we can pop them in there for you too. If you are listening on Instagram, I can see lots of you are. Um, if you write frazzled in the comments, it will automatically send you the link to the, um, the webinar. If you are not, on Instagram and you are on Facebook, there should be a link at the top of the comments. Just scroll back up through the comments, you'll find the link and you can register there, okay? We aren't a spammy company. In fact, um, I meant to send out a weekly newsletter. Sometimes it goes out fortnightly, sometimes it goes out monthly because I'm not the best to get around the newsletters. Please don't think we're gonna send you like a thousand emails a day. We're not that type of company, we never will be. Um, and I hope you all have a fantastic Thursday evening. I'm going to call uh, end the call now. I hope that's been helpful to you all, and I shall speak to you all tomorrow, eight o'clock. Good night.
everybody. Um, hopefully, I have signed in perfectly on Facebook. Um, if you are listening in the comments, please give me some sort of like thumbs up, some love, so I can see that you're able to listen fine. Also, if you are on Instagram, hello. Um, if you can just hear me, just give me some like same thing, some love, some hearts, so that I can see that it's all working on Instagram. Oh yeah, it's out to you. Hello, hello. Hiya, Sarah. Hiya, Joe. Oh. Fab, all of you can see me, it's absolutely fabulous. So, um, if you haven't joined us for one of these lives before, my name is Joe Parrott, I'm the founder of the Ladies Working Dog Group. Um, and normally we do these types of trainings inside of our membership, but we thought we'd sort of pop out. I say a royal we because I'm out here on my own. Normally I'm joined by four amazing experts and we do this together. Um, but for tonight I'm flying solo on this one as I've been done, have been doing so all week. So, um, if you've been with me for all five, nights please let me know just like for five or four however many of you me just so i can see how many you've been with me for that'd be absolutely fabulous um hi claire hi julie hi sheila loads of you logging in this is absolutely exciting i didn't think i'd get loads of people on a friday night but it's really nice to see you join me again it's going to be really short 10 15 minutes that's all it's going to be um and then i will leave you to your lovely evenings so tonight we're going to be talking all about who is to blame me or the dog and this is something that i think we see in the group and I think most of our ladies tend to blame themselves okay for some people you may be out you might be thinking actually it's the dog I just can't do anything with this dog yeah or if I had that dog I'd be better you know we've got this like, sort of I call it comparisonitis where you're like oh well that dog's doing this and I, that would be a better dog and, and my dog's not doing that so we start to like compare and judge and criticize ourselves based on everything else that's going around us okay and if we go back to like Monday night, okay, now, it, like I said, I don't normally fly solo on these things whatsoever. Um, so Monday, I thought I was on Facebook, so I was like yabbering away like I am to you guys now. Um, I wasn't on Facebook, I'd set it up wrong. Um, also, I thought I was on Instagram talking to you guys that I'm talking to on Instagram now. However, I wasn't because my camera was facing the wrong way. So my camera was facing the computer screen and I was literally talking to no one. Some people could hear me on Instagram and that's as good as it got, okay? So it'd be really easy for me at that point because I was already incredibly nervous and wound by the whole situation anyway to go I'm not doing this that is it is I am not good at this this is all my fault why don't I know how to use the technology I should be better than this and I could have gone down this whole like negative spiral of it all being my problem okay I could blame 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 myself or I could have been like stupid technology it's their fault why doesn't Facebook make this easier why didn't Instagram tell me that I was facing the wrong way um, and I could have blamed the technology and I think it's natural to want to blame, but blame doesn't get us any further forward. So instead, I took a deep breath, red in the face, looked a bit like an elf, and I literally just got back on and did it again on Facebook, okay? And I just thought, right, Instagram, you've heard of me. I won't go back on there. Facebook, I'll just redo it all again. And I just got back on and I redid it. And I think that's sort of the mentality we need to have with our dogs the self-criticism the self-judgment the blame of the dog the blame on ourselves it really doesn't help us move forward to move forward we must just get on and do something else does that make sense if you like understanding me and agree with me like put some likes whatever you want so that i can see that i'm you know going along with you on this one and i think it's really important to understand there is no good or bad learning now that sounds really weird doesn't it but you think when well actually if i've had a dreadful time with my dog that's bad but it's it's not it's just learning and it's what you take from it it's the reflection afterwards so uh, if we go back to my monday night episode after that i learned clothes and if i look at myself friday night like tonight coming on here i'm, I'm like i'm still a little bit nervous it's, it's quite odd talking to a lot of people that you when you don't actually know, I don't actually know who I'm actually talking to. When we do this in the group, I know the members, I can see their faces, we're normally on Zoom. It's a friendly environment, whereas here I'm like, I could be talking to anyone anywhere in the world. In fact, where are you in the world? That'd be quite an interesting thing to put into the comments. Um, but anyway, back to where I was. So there's no good or bad, there's just learning. So it's what you take from it. So Friday tonight, I'm like absolutely fine with the technology I've made improvements how I use the technology I'm thinking about if I ever do this again how I'm going to make it better how I'm going to use it better again doesn't mean that the good ones they're just just so good you know again I've learned from those this is what was good this was what was bad so I hope that sort of like makes sense to everybody 
I think you've got to really think about the negative effect of blaming yourselves as well. Think about it now and just reflect on this for a second. Is there any benefit to you after something's going wrong of standing there and beating yourself up about it? Because the reality of it is, there probably isn't. You don't become a better trainer from standing there blaming yourself. Your dog doesn't become better from you sobbing in the car on your way home because you did something wrong. It's just a, it's almost a pointless exercise. And if you take a little bit of a, a breath and think about that for a minute, and like, not not laugh at yourself, but like just think, actually, why do I do that? That's not getting me anywhere at all. In fact, it's doing the complete opposite. Because every time you start playing the blame game, you or the dog, that's all you do is push your confidence back. So if I'm there going, dog, this is all your fault, then I'm going to push myself back because I'm not going to believe or trust in my dog. If I'm standing there going, Joe, this is all your fault, I'm not going to believe or trust myself. Yeah? So we should all be thinking about non-judgmental training, learning episodes. What went well? What didn't go so well? What can I take from this environment? We've got to really have as well a problem-solving approach, okay? So we really can't go into this and thinking, well, it's going wrong, I'm going to keep on going wrong, it's always going wrong, yeah? So sometimes I see people and they're like, tell me the same story. Like, you guys know these people, right? Um, I don't think you guys are these people because you're on here and you want to learn. And I think that, that sort of separates the wheat from the chaff. The people who want to learn to the people who don't want to learn, if that makes sense. But if you think about it, the people you know who like constantly... You hear them, they're just mourning all the time for the same things. And you literally want to go, well, change something then. And I can remember somebody telling me, um, I think it was like in some sort of training, they said, if you don't like it, move. You are not a tree. Move. And I'd be like, actually, that's quite right. We can change things. We're not stuck in a point in time. We can move forward. We can change how everything works for us. And a lot of it is about self-encouragement. Now, I know for... Um, for us in the UK, sometimes we look and we're like, we're not like our best cheerleaders, are we? We're not like, yes, go me. It's not like our, in our nature to be that way. In fact, I think it's quite the opposite. I think we feel like we are building our own egos if we look at anything and say, I did really well on that. I'm really proud of that. It's almost like that's not a good thing to do. But it is a good thing to do because the only way you are going to become better as a trainer, and like I've said in the week, you are all trainers. You are all, without doubt, trainers. You might not be professional trainers training other people's dogs, but you are a trainer to your own dog. And that's really important. You like accept that and say, I am a trainer. I'm going to get on and get and do this. And I'm going to be positive about the steps I make forward, okay? Um, and give yourself a little bit of a breathing space to learn something. You know, like I said to you, on Monday, and I didn't know what I was doing, if I'd given up then, we wouldn't be where we are today. You've got to give yourself breathing space. And I'm not going to go from this and think, oh, okay, I've, I've mastered Facebook Lives now. Quite the opposite. I know when I do the next set of Facebook Lives, whenever they are, I'm going to be just as nervous as again. So I just review and I reflect and we just go from there. I think as well, the importance of mindset, like... <sighs> I think mindset's got a bad name. I think it's getting better now. But sports people have always worked on their mindset. And we've always accepted that. So Olympians, they've always been there. They've always been working incredibly hard on their mindsets. And we're like, yes, go on. You can do this. Because you can see what their results are. They become better athletes. They, they run faster. They swim faster, etc. But then I don't think we've been very quick to take that type of attitude into the load of the mainstream, into our dog training, and think, actually, I've got to be really strong in my mindset on this. And one of those things of mindset is mindfulness. Now, when I was first introduced to mindfulness, I was like, what are you on about? Now, I've got to be honest, I'll hold my hands up. I, I'm quite quick to hold my hands up if I've been somebody who's poo-pooed something a little bit. I'd be like, what do you mean mindfulness? And it's just about being present. And I think that's one of the biggest keys when we're training our dogs, is to be there with them. Not like we were saying about yesterday off, thinking about what should I get for the shopping, what's for tea, where have I got to go tomorrow, but just actually being there, being really aware of their body, they, what they're trying to tell us, what they're trying to do, because there is no good or bad dog. It's really, really funny we were covering this topic tonight, because literally, as we were doing some podcasts this week, we were like, should we do about bad dogs? We were like, Oh my God, isn't that mad how people can think their dog is bad? Like, think it, put your hands up. Have you ever thought that your dog is bad? Like, just even, and, and there's no judgment here. Have you ever thought, mm, yeah, he was really naughty then? And if you do put your hand up and you, you are confident enough to say, yeah, I, I have actually thought that, because I've thought it, 
I put my hand up. I thought, dog, you've just been naughty. But it's just going to be a glimmering thing, and then you've just got to turn around and say, let her go. You know, you know you're not, never going to get rid of thoughts, but you've got to change the thought. Does that make sense to everyone? So you've got to be present with the dog, and if you have one of those thoughts that are negative and they're going to like take you down the wrong track, you've got to fix it straight away. Stop the stinking thinking, as they call it. Okay, so I hope that's helped you a little bit. Over the weekend, think about what things we've talked through through the weeks. Well done, Cece, putting your hand up for a very, very good, awesome. Yeah, we've all done it. We've all thought, oh, dog. And we've all thought, oh, me. And it's how we take in what we do with that, okay? So have a think about what we've done this week. Hopefully it's been of benefit to you. Hopefully these little pep tops have really, really helped you. Um, if you don't normally listen to us, you're not part of the LWDG, Hopefully you, you'll be interested in coming along and seeing what we're all about. That's not what this is about. This is all about training, but we are there. I know some people have asked. I put it on the business page, how you can find us, where you can go, etc. Um, hopefully you'll all join me for the webinar on the 6th of December. On the 6th of December, I'm going to be covering two things with you that I, well, none of us have spoke about in the way I'm going to speak about on that webinar. In fact, the one thing, it's never been done before. It's a brand new thing that I want you guys to really, really like. Get your heads around and really, really help you. I think it's something that once it's out there and you guys have got it and you've got the strength of it, you'll be like, oh, wow, that's, that was like a missing piece of a very big jigsaw that we're all doing together. So please make sure that you've registered for it. If you are listening on Instagram, if you write frazzled in the comments, you will automatically get sent the link so that you can join register. It's an absolutely free webinar. There's no big sales pitch at the end for you to spend £5,000 and come on my yacht, I promise. Um, I don't have a yacht, but it's literally, it's, it's pure training for you. At the end, we'll just cover over a little bit for five or ten minutes about something new that I've got coming that's super, super excited. Some of you already know about, um, but 25% of, oh, 25 minutes of that 30 minutes will all be training. So hopefully you'll enjoy us for that. Um, have a fantastic weekend. I hope to see you all very, very soon. I hope to see you all in the webinar. And um, we'll see you then. Good night, all. That's it for today's episode. A massive thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to head over to the LWDG and sign up for our membership. Get access to expert-led training, a wonderfully supportive community, and the resources you need to become a confident and skilled gun dog trainer. Let's take this journey together, because no woman should have to train her gun dog alone. We'll see you all next week. Thank you.